Hello and welcome to another episode of The Yarn, a podcast to and for the Australian wool industry. I'm Ben Madgwick and this week Mark Scott and I decided to take a turn around the office and catch up with a few AWI staff on the major projects they've been working on. So it was World Eczema Day on Saturday, uh, so a little later in the episode I'll pass over to Mark Scott who spoke with AWI's Angus Ireland about the work we've been doing in the wool wellness area with a focus on how wool and garments could help with the management of eczema. But firstly, let's catch up with Henry Ridge, AWI's network coordinator, who's been working with several third parties on the design of a new shearing shed layout. Henry, thanks very much for sitting down with me to update us on this project. How did you come about this problem and, and who was the main key contact for this project from the start? Yeah, hey Ben. Uh, yeah, the, the start of this was a while ago. The initiation of the the conversation the project happened back in june 2017 we're in dubbo uh holding a workshop around wool harvesting and one of the attendees there don chad um was speaking to hilton barrett who was building a new shed at dubbo and an outcome from the workshop was well there's going to be new shearing sheds being built um and a short-term investment strategy for awi would be you know we need the best information out there you know we can't be having new sheds going up and maybe something's not quite right and you know obviously um what's right is different for everyone but if there's a range of opinions and options available you know that that was sort of the angle with that so Hilton approached us after after talking to Don Chad and you know initiated this project where he was building a shed and we're pretty keen to get a working group some pretty experienced shed hands and shed staff shearers classes and growers together to bash out you know really what they thought was a good shed. Right, so off the back of that workshop, you went away, you got that working group together to identify what was the most successful or popular shearing sheds designs on the market at the moment? Yeah, we started with a survey um, listing you know, the design features throughout a whole shed and, um, and from that survey, you know, we had 144 people but uh, that you know, rated the impact of different design features and the considerations for you know, efficiency, flow of livestock safety and welfare and uh, and the wool quality and the preparation of wool as well as a part of that and you know looking at the design features and how they impacted upon those from the survey there was a you know that's when the working group really came together and we toured around six sheds near Dubbo uh, there was 13 in the working group right through right through the shed from shed staff wool growers but between them countless you know world champions and record holders and the likes and and then also some, some everyday shed stuff, you know, we had to have the range of opinions. So, um, yeah, that's where the working group came together. And from that, you know, we started prototyping and designing. And um, the project initially I had uh, imagined just, you know, documenting what was good and what was bad. And these were the opinions of the, pe- the people involved. But very quickly started redesigning a couple parts of the shed layout that are, would make a huge impact on its functioning. So you built these prototypes and evaluated uh, the different designs that you put in place. What was the next step after this? Yeah, sure. So we, we engaged an engineering company to do drawings uh, for you know, a six-stand shed. Um, Hilton was building a six-stand shed at, at Dubbo, and, and we've done the drawings for that and got them ready, and, and Hilton's gone and, and built his shed off that. And we now have the blueprints and this floor plan of, of all of that freely available online. Um, and we've also evaluated the shed there at, at Dubbo and 
the functioning of it and got feedback from those people in the working group, you know, working in that shed. So, so what are some of the key features of this new shed design? Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll start out the back in the, in the you know, yards and pens. Um, well, the catching pen is the only pen that has timber in it. So uh, choice was to go with the plastic flooring that's, um, and it's non-directional from above. So you're not looking down panels at lighting below if you're a sheep walking in. Uh, right from that through to you know, the pens inside, up in the catching and, and filling pens are you know, timber boarded. Um, timber you know sheep walk around corners if they can't see they're inquisitive and then right through to the pens themselves filling and catching it they're all logically sized the catching pen and the fill pen will provide about a a run of sheep and then the the laneway pen behind it another run so you can have that person that's not working the backyard so much and they can be out there on the board or helping with the pressing or whatever it is and then into the catching pen it's front fill so the sheep are facing away from you if you're the shearer walking into it and the sheep have walked uphill into that back corners. That allows for that straight drag on a sloped pen. And then uh, once you're on the board, um, we've got the overhead gear on a bit of an angle that allows for it to be moved left to right, depending on where the shearer likes, you know, likes to be forward or back. And then you know the straight drags straight out. You can start shearing, and where we've positioned the shoot is uh, typically where a shearer is going to end up. And the shoot's an important part here too, not just the pens and the position of it the shoots really wide so that you know it's designed so that you end up square and at the shoot but if you don't end up finishing your shearing square with the shoot it's got plenty of access being 800 mil wide and 800 mil high and then you know onto the wool handling there's enough room in this shed to put two two tables in if you wanted to you know if you had six good shears going and you needed to really get the wool through the tables um you know the flooring is all load bearing for the press so if you're doing direct from the shearer to the press you can roll it right up in the middle there and have plenty of access from all the shoots uh, with the with the curve board and then onto the you know the wool bins themselves they're all on wheels Um, I think it's just being able to provide that flexibility for what you're doing in that wool room in that wool area that's sort of a key feature here so with these new shed designs available uh, to all wool growers, can these designs be retrofitted into an existing shed or does one have to be building a new shed uh, to be able to integrate these new designs? Yeah, part of, part of the design was uh, allowing that flexibility. So, you know, the first stand catching pen, fill pen, and then the laneway pen that's behind it is exactly the same as the second, third and fourth stand and so on. So if you wanted to build a two stand or a four stand or a six stand, uh, it's all exactly the same, a repeatable design. And uh, the, other, the other part of that is that the, the designs we've had drawn, it might not be the case for everyone that wants to go down this way, but you don't, it doesn't rely structurally on the, the shed itself. The fit-out uh, has its own structural integrity. So that was a bit of a part there is, you know, if there's a shed out there that you can just put this into, so if you gutted an old one, for example. And you could even go as far as adapting the design to put in a raised board if you saw that as an interest yeah well so hilton's built a flat board uh, at dubbo and then you know that's that's the choice that people have when they're they're building a shed is um to put in a flat or a raised board it, it has been a an interesting topic because it is a split opinion on on what is better there but there's lots of different reasons why flat boards are good and why raised boards are good but i think um asking people that are going to be working in your shed and and it's different for every enterprise you know across cross you know bread type enterprise might have different needs of merino enterprise and 
those kinds of things. But I think it's important that people understand the pros and cons of each before a decision is made, not just um, not just going with what, what they think. I think, you know, it's going to be different for everyone and, and that's a choice that people have. You've had open days in the past for Hilton Shed, but I believe there's another open day in the Central West coming up this Friday? Yeah, sure. Friday the 20th, um, just uh, just out of Brocklehurst, north of Dubbo. Um, we've got a got the open day on ten till twelve. We had one in July, and you know an, an amazing rollout that day. We had over four hundred people turn up for it, and and since then a lot of people saying that they couldn't make it or they you know they didn't know about it at the time. So it seemed only necessary to put on another day. And uh, look, we're hoping for another large rollout. Um, you can come any time between then. We're going to be doing presentations, but uh, yeah. We've got 50-odd shape that we're going to put through as well. So, uh, yeah, if you'd like to see it working, uh, yeah, the option's there. And for the people that aren't in the Central West and can't make it, uh, whereabouts can they get more information about this? Yeah, the, being the big part of all of this is making it freely available. You know, not everyone's going to come to Dubbo. So there's a lot of resources online on our website, um, wool.com forward slash shed design. And there is a, uh, an article in the latest Beyond the Bale as well. So uh, check that out. Thanks very much for sitting down and having a chat to us, Henry. Thanks, Ben. AWI has been leading a portfolio of research investments, building evidence of Wool's wellness attributes with an end game in mind of generating new markets for the fibre. A focus area has been how woolen garments could help with the management of atopic dermatitis, commonly known as eczema, and with last Saturday being World Eczema Day, we're here with Angus Ireland, AWI's Program Manager for Fibre Advocacy and Eco-Credentials, to get an idea of what's happening in this space. Angus, thanks for joining us on The Yarn. Firstly, why wellness? Hi Mark. Well, as you say, a key goal for AWI is growing demand for wool. So we've been seeking to identify new products where wool has a natural advantage over other fibre types, and that led us to the human health and wellbeing area. Many people don't link uh, the the clothing they wear with their health, but um, wool is very similar to our own hair in that that they're both keratin protein fibres, and essentially every mammal on the planet has evolved with a layer of of keratin protein fibres against the skin, and that, that Uh, applies to all climatic circumstances. So from polar bears right at the top of the planet through to Bengal tigers right on the equator. And nature hasn't made a mistake in giving uh, mammals keratin protein fibres. Instead of, it could have chosen polyester or nylon or even cotton, but it always chose keratin fibres because they have health attributes, ranging from uh, thermal insulation to breathability and resistance to odour development and and resistance to fire. So we began by identifying areas of human health that were important and likely to be affected by clothing. And so far we've been studying the the skin health area as well as the sleep health. And, And down the track we'd like to move on to cognitive health. So I touched on eczema a little bit. Um, can you explain a little bit about why we're uh, targeting eczema and, and how it's treated currently? Okay, well, there's been a, a, a rising incidence of eczema around the planet with up to 20% of children born to Western lifestyles suffering from eczema. And essentially they have skin that's too dry and lets the moisture pass through too freely. 
And as the skin dries out, it cracks and bacteria infest the cracks, leading to infection, scratching and itchiness and redness that's synonymous with eczema. The treatment uh, normally involves application of moisturisers and steroids as well as antibiotics for, uh, to deal with the infection. Now we know wool is the best fibre type at managing the microclimate between the skin and the garment in terms of temperature and relative humidity and we wanted to test the theory whether wool would act like a second skin for eczema sufferers and essentially keep the skin more moist. So historically, dermatologists have advised sufferers to avoid wool, but research is now showing that this is not necessarily true. Uh, can you explain what's changed? Well, it's a good point you make. Many healthcare professionals recommend against wool. And they have a rather old-fashioned view that all wool is scratchy and itchy. But over the last 30 years or so, the profile of Australia's wool clip has changed, uh, with wool growers reacting to market forces and and fining up their clip. And now more than a quarter of Australia's uh, wool clip is super fine, which means it's got a mean fibre diameter of of 18.5 microns or less. And this superfine wool is, is very soft and suitable for lightweight garments uh, to be worn against the skin, uh, and these garments are really comfortable. That's excellent. And so how's the current research program going, and, and do we have any findings so far? Well, in a nutshell, the, the research program is positive. Um, we began with a pilot study almost 10 years ago to assess whether eczema sufferers would actually tolerate uh, our wool because um, eczema sufferers have more sensitive skin than the average person. And after we found that they could, uh, we've now run three clinical studies, two in Australia and one in USA, where the patients wore wool for at least six hours a day over a six-week period. And all three studies showed significant reductions in eczema symptoms over that, over that period. And with the initial results positive, we're now ramping up the rate of research and we're currently undertaking a multi-centre study in Europe, Asia and the USA to validate that wool works in different climates and with all the different skin types in those locations. And it really fits the bill for those sufferers looking for a natural treatment as well. So in terms of this, it seems like a great message to get out there. What, what are we doing to inform the, the broader market and to inform consumers about wool's benefit, create demand and such? It's an important area. Our, our initial focus is on healthcare professionals. That, that group represents a significant barrier to wool, as we would mentioned earlier with their old-fashioned ideas. And here we're talking about dermatologists, paediatricians, GPs, and even eczema advocacy groups who steer their patients away from wool. Um, so we're presenting the results of our studies to major congresses around the world. We, were, we had a presentation at the World Congress of Dermatology last June, and we'll be presenting again at the European Academy of Dermatology uh, in October in Madrid. And in addition to making those presentations, we're using a range of social media to magnify the reach to the healthcare professional level, which we want to influence. And so far, we're seeing signs of success. Uh, um, some websites, such as the Allergy UK uh, website, now talks of superfine merino wool as potentially beneficial to eczema sufferers, while at the same time it talks about wool as being scratchy and itchy and something to be to be avoided. Uh, it's really almost creating two separate products, uh, um, and that's that's the message we want to get across. Yes, yeah, so it's all about uh, 
the right type of wool. Um, and, and in that sense, uh, are there products that we're recommending or are there garments available for use right now that somebody with atopic dermatitis could, could look at for using? Look, it is critical that it is the right kind of wool because if people get wind of this research and then uh, rush out and buy any old wool and use choose something coarse, uh, it, it will have an adverse impact on, on their condition and the bad press would really undermine all the good research that's done to date. It does have to be super fine wool in lightweight garments that are suitable for all climates from from. Hong Kong uh, to, to Norway. And uh, so we've, we've been working to identify a range of suppliers globally uh, that, that um, produce suitable product uh, so that arising from this um, uh, communications uh, campaign to healthcare professionals, we're able to refer interested uh, people and interested eczema sufferers uh, to brands uh, all around the globe. Excellent. Well, it's, it seems like there's a lot happening in this space and it's got real potential to grow. Uh, for our listeners out there, if they wanted to get a bit more information on this topic, uh, where can they go? The best place to go is to the Woolmark uh, website, woolmark.com, because uh, it provides a, a good summary of the research that's been undertaken so far. It includes some videos from patients who've um, participated in these studies and what their comments uh, were about how our effective wool was. Um, and it's got fact sheets and other documents that, that really go into a bit more detail about why wool works for this, for this market. Excellent. Well, thanks very much, Angus. Um, thanks for joining us on The Yarn. And, yeah, we look forward to more happening in this space. Pleasure, mate. that's it for this week's episode of the yarn thanks again to henry and angus for their project updates and as mentioned in the interviews if you would like further information on either of these projects head online or to your copies of beyond the bale if you've got a burning question about these projects or any feedback for the show please contact us at the yarn at wool.com so thanks again for listening and we look forward to bringing you another episode of the yarn next week